This is Servant Justice, hosted by Jet Kurzban, the only podcast servant to answer all your litigation needs. Join me every month to tackle hot topics and legal deficiencies in a no-holds-barred format. Welcome to round four, which is going to be about why I wrote the book, How Justice is Served. It is a book about being a trial lawyer, but really it's a book about communication and how to communicate and why people think what they think and do what they do and how to communicate with them, how to have an open-ended discussion. Because let's be honest, here in America, we are lucky enough to not have to agree with each other. We're actually encouraged to disagree with each other on major issues. So when you go to a party or you're with friends, the adage, never talk politics, never talk religion, I don't agree with that. And I don't think anyone should agree with that. Because without open discussion, without true and honest discourse, how's anyone ever gonna learn? How are we gonna improve our lives together as a society? in a community. How are we going to know what others think if we never communicate with anyone? Then we'll be stuck in these bases where all we know is what we want to know. Let's be honest, that is what our current social media system is all about. There are algorithms telling us what we like and what we think based on what we like and what we think. So it's a self-serving prophecy that we're only going to know and like what we know and like. But that's not how society is formed. We need to be able to discuss things we don't agree upon. We need to be able to share ideas we don't like. It doesn't mean it's always going to change our opinion. But if the whole world only ever thought the world was flat, and they only ever studied things about the world being flat, and they only ever discussed the world being flat with other people that think the world was flat, we never would have figured out the world was round. And that's kind of what we got going on now. So don't talk about politics or religion. Bullshit. You should definitely talk politics and religion because we need to know what we think. Again, we don't have to agree. We could be respectful. We could be funny. We could be nice. We could maybe try a time where we try to learn what the others think. Help educate each other. Everyone has a point to make. Not every point is a good point, but everybody has a point to make. And you should get those viewpoints as much as you can. Information is never the problem. And I think that's one of the big issues I have with why I rail against politicians and parties and even religion to a degree. And it's because they don't want you to learn. They want you only to support their ideas to believe what they believe. But that's not how the world should work. And so one of the reasons I wrote my book, and I didn't call it a trial lawyer's perspective or a tactical guide for trial lawyer, I titled my book, How Justice is Served, because that's really what anybody would want. And that is justice. And justice served means you are given what is right. You are given what is due. Maybe it means you're given what is earned. Maybe it just means, like in charity, you're given what you can afford to give. Because in the end, 
the book is really about communication. It's about how do we come together to discuss ideas that we may not like. So I will tell you, I'm a trial lawyer. If you haven't figured that out from the other episodes, I am a trial lawyer. I love trials. I love juries. I love people. I don't agree with everybody. And certainly not everyone agrees with me. But everybody is fun to talk to if you discuss interesting topics. And there should be no off-limit topics. But I love being a trial lawyer. A big part of that is I love what trial lawyers do for society. We are society's policemen. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Our legislature, our politicians, are only doing what they think is best for their small pocket of constituents. Police only do what they're told to do. Judges only do what they're expected to do by the legislature. How many people look at the world as a whole or society as a whole and say, this is bad for society, how can I make it better? And even more importantly, and I think more impressively, at their own expense. No one pays me to fight a case. If I win, I collect a percentage of what I win. If I lose, I get nothing. That's how trial lawyers work. So everything I fight is at my expense, my dime. So why would society not want me at my expense to police bad companies, bad insurance companies, bad policies? In the criminal world, the fight is paid for by the state, by taxpayers, right? The SEC, taxpayer money. The government, when they try to enforce banking laws, taxpayer money. But me, the trial attorney, the civil trial attorney, everything's at my dime. So I police society because I think bad people should be held accountable. You pollute the waters, you should be held accountable. You market cigarettes to children, you should be held accountable. You make a car that is poorly designed or poorly made and people die, you should be held accountable. If you're a doctor or a hospital and you make a mistake, you should be held accountable. Here's something most people don't know. Almost every hospital in America has fired all of their staff. That's right, they don't have staff because they don't want to pay them and they don't want to be responsible if they make a mistake. So they fired everybody and they hire other companies to supply nurses and a different company to supply doctors and a different company to supply surgeons and a different company to supply medical equipment a different company to supply medications. And if those companies don't agree with each other, now the hospitals wash their hands of it because they don't have any employees. How disgusting are these hospitals? Anything to make a profit. I will tell you, if there's one motto that I believe, that motto should be people over profits. I don't mind anyone making money. I'm a business. I want to make money. I love making money. But... I don't do it at the expense of people. And that is what these companies do. That's what all these hospitals in America do now. They put profits over people. They don't want to have a trained professional staff. They don't want to have staff meetings where they enforce major decisions that are good for people. 
They don't want to enforce minimum standards. So they fire everybody and hire a ton of different companies to supply little different roles. And when things go wrong, say, well, that's, that's not me, that's that other company. Well, we can't tell other people what to do. They're not our employees. It's disgusting. Their first model should be people over profits. When car manufacturers make defective cars or tire manufacturers make cheap defective tires, they're putting profits over people. And I think that sucks. And I'm willing to fight them. And one of the reasons I wrote my book is to help other people fight them. Because that's what we do as civil trial lawyers. We police these bad companies that, quite frankly, the government cannot. And as taxpayers, we shouldn't want to have to pay the government to fight every little battle when people are willing to take the battle at their own expense. Thank goodness trial lawyers said Flint water wasn't good enough and fought. Thank goodness trial lawyers determined asbestos was dangerous and got it pulled off the market. Thank goodness trial lawyers fought lead paint because the companies made these things knowing it killed people, but it created profits. Trial lawyers hold those responsible and accountable and it costs society nothing. And the truth is, we need a lot more trial lawyers. We need a lot more trial lawyers in the country, but more importantly, we need the government to stop legislating and fighting trial lawyers. The government has told trial lawyers they're not allowed to charge for their services in Florida and in other states. The government has said I'm not allowed to sue insurance companies because it may cost them money. The government has determined that there's a limit on what people's lives are worth. You imagine what your life is worth is limited by the government? That's disgusting. And I don't want to get very political, even though I'd love a political conversation, but this is what the Republicans call tort reform. This is what they're doing to stop trial lawyers from police and bad companies. And it's disgusting. And if I could, I'd sue the Republican Party because I think they're low-life scumbags trying to limit what people's lives are worth. I think they're low-life scumbags limiting what lawyers are allowed to sue or who they could sue. You want to sell guns to a crazy 19-year-old kid who killed 14 people? I want to sue the people that sold the gun. And I want to sue the gun manufacturer that didn't put gun locks on it. It's a cheap thing to do, trigger locks. But they believe in profits over people. It's not what I believe in. Look, I've said it before, legislatures, Republicans mostly, but also some Democrats, they hate trial lawyers. They hate anyone that affects the bottom line or profitability of a company. And that's disgusting. Because people should come first over profits. Courts don't like trials. They don't. They take time. And they have to get a jury. And courts would rather everything is alternatively resolved, like mediation, arbitration. Now companies are allowed to force arbitration and get rid of a constitutional right of a trial by jury. That's disgusting. I'd like to see those scumbags for taking away your right to a trial by jury. But they're allowed to do it, and they shouldn't be allowed. And I want to write a book that helps people fight these people. And I have a podcast. 
serving justice so I can open a dialogue with people. One day I hope I'll get some guests on here. I'd love to get adjusters, State Farm CEOs, Blue Cross Blue Shield administrators, maybe even a legislature. I'd love to get any of them if they were brave enough to come on this podcast and talk to me. Email me, write me, call me. All my information is on the podcast. I am begging you to come on my show and tell me I'm wrong so we can have an open dialogue and a real discussion. You know, unfortunately, law schools don't teach lawyers how to be trial lawyers. We need better law schools. We need law schools that don't put profits over people. But that's what law schools do. The truth is law schools should be a year or two, and then there should be a two or three year residency program, like in medicine. You should work with a lawyer, learn your job, learn what it means to be a trial lawyer because they don't teach it in law school. But they don't, that would be a better system. So young lawyers come out, they come into the practice, they have an idea of what they want trial lawyers to be. Everybody thinks they're Tom Cruise and a few good men. I know I did. <laughs> and the truth is, that's not how it really works. So I wrote a book, How Justice is Served, to talk about what trials are really like and how to be a really good trial lawyer. You can join this fight. You have the power to help make society better. It's up to you if you want to take the fight to these big companies. And it's scary, and it's risky, and it costs money, and it takes time. But if you can make a change for society, if you're the one that makes a car company make a better car, if you're the one that makes the hospital rewrite its internal policies to do a better job for the sick and injured, you've done something special. And you could do it. And you can do it with lawyers. You could do it on your own. You could do it with a mentor. You know, my book was sort of to help as a mentorship for others. To empower those that maybe haven't taken the fight, but want to. Because you got this power. And yes, you're going to be David versus Goliath. And yes, being David is risky and scary. But the satisfaction and greatness you would feel and attain when you make these policy changes is worth the risk. It's worth the scare. As my grandma used to say, the juice is worth the squeeze. I've also done mediation. I talk about this in my book as well. Mediation, which is also known as ADR, Alternative Dispute Resolution. It's a way to settle or resolve a case without a trial. And the truth is, a good mediator and two parties open to discussion can resolve cases. I had a case years ago where I had a client that lost his sense of smell. How do you prove a loss of sense of smell? There's no real testing for that. Medical records are difficult to help support a loss of the sense of smell. So I had to mediate the case and I thought, how do I show a loss of smell for my client who was from Brooklyn, from New York, now lived in Miami, so in the middle of mediation, I had pizza delivered. And the pizza guy knocked on the door. And the mediator was a former judge. And they said, can I help you? And they said, I have pizza delivery. And, and the mediator said, I think you have the wrong room. And I said, nope, that's the right room. Come on in. And they brought in the pizza. And I told the other party, 
Imagine if you could never smell anything. Therefore, your taste is bad. You can't really taste anything. Imagine what you lose. And I opened up the pizza boxes. And the smell of that fresh, hot pizza. You open the box. You know what I'm talking about. You know that smell. It was like heaven coming through the room. And the minute the mediator said, let me get plates, I knew I had them. I had them where I wanted them. Because that was taken away from my client. And we were able to resolve that case. There are a lot of ways to be creative, to communicate with people. Because a defense industry has all the advantages. They have all the keys to all the locks. They have all the money in the world to fight. And they have all of the legislature's rules and laws and policies to protect them. They are so difficult to go after because they have all the advantages. And we need to be able to take that fight to them. And the only way is through the jury system. But juries, they're afraid of giving out too much money. They're not sure how it affects them. They're afraid of what would happen if they break the system down with these insurance companies. So you need to really reach them on a personal level. And my book has a lot of that in it and how to reach jurors on a personal level. One of the things that I do in my cases is I do focus groups. That's a fancy word for talking to people. I talk to people. I say, here's a case. What do you think? I do it with, you know, experts and formal focus groups. And I have, you know, a window that I'm able to look through while focus groups discuss things. Sometimes I'm able to, if I'm lucky enough, sit in the room. But honestly, a lot of times I go to a bar I'll say to the people at the bar, hey, I'll buy drinks for next hour if you guys will hear my story and tell me what you think. And they're pretty honest. They don't know what side I'm on. They just hear my story. And then they give me real feedback. And I buy their drinks. And in the end, it helps my case and it helps my client. And if my case makes hospitals do a better job, it helps society. If my case makes car manufacturers make better cars, it helps society. If my case makes insurance companies understand they can't just bully people around and take their premiums and never pay out because they want to put profits over people, then I can help society. Truly trial lawyers, civil trial lawyers, truly are David versus Goliath. We have no help and no advantage. Everything is on our dime. And we're fighting million, multi-million, billion-dollar companies that have unlimited resources to fight us. I've had a case where a policy was $10,000, client paid premiums for 20 years, and they spent over $2 million to fight me on a $10,000 policy. And in the end, they lost $5 million. So they spent $2 million, they lost $5 million, they spent $7 million when they could have just paid the $10,000 policy. And you know what happened after I won? They appealed it and said it's very hard for the insurance company to pay that money. No kidding. Be a good person. Do your job. Pay the policy that was paid for. You don't spend $7 million on a $10,000 policy and then whine about it. So I fight them. And trial lawyers like me around the country fight them at our own expense, 
on our own dime to see if we can't make society, our community, our city, our state, our country a little better. And that's why I wrote the book. I wrote the book to help with communication and tactics and ideas of what to do to make society a little better. Because in the end, these scumbag legislatures are going to do anything they can to protect companies. And companies are always going to put profits over people. And they're going to try to screw people as much as they can. Hurt them, maim them, kill them. Doesn't matter if they make a profit. And someone has to hold them accountable. And I'm happy when it's me. And I try to reach as many people as I can. I do it through my book. I do it through my podcast. I do it through social media. Shameless plug, at Just Be Jed TikTok. Or my Instagram, at KKTP Law. I also do it on my website, at KKTPLaw.com. But helping people is the best thing to do. And helping people is not an easy job as a civil trial lawyer in today's America. When businesses are able to pay millions and tens of millions of dollars to get people elected that will not hold businesses accountable. You're fighting an uphill battle. And that's okay. I don't mind fighting uphill. I got the fortitude. I'm willing to do it. And I hope others will join me on this battle. There's a lot of really great lawyers that do. And I hope there'll be more. If my book will help, then that's another great thing to help society. And so I hope people read my book. And I hope it makes them better. And I hope they have all the success they can have holding people that hurt other people accountable. Like I said, I would love to talk to you. Please feel free to call me or email me. And I hope I hear from some of you soon. Thank you very much. Bye.